Hello and welcome to the 30th episode of the RF Generation Playcast. This is Gregos81, and in this episode, we'll be discussing our game for September 2016. It seems like there is now a Lego game for every intellectual property known to man. The caped crusader himself would not be able to escape being Legofied. In this episode, Rich and I will discuss Traveler's Tales' first open-world Lego game. It's Lego Batman 2 DC Superheroes for every console, computer, and mobile device ever created. Please remember to subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. You can listen to the show on iTunes and Podbean. As always, don't forget to log on to rfgeneration.com to join our playthroughs and discuss the awesome games we play together. Thank you as always for listening, and now on with the Playcast. So what's the, uh, <clears throat> how's the weather by you? Is it still hot or are you feeling some fall vibes? Still hot, man. Still in the high 80s yeah. today. Uh, spent the whole day out at the soccer fields and uh, yeah, had to blast on the sunscreen still. So not good, man. Yeah. How about in Texas? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, I was talking to my wife today and I, I just thought how, when we were in New Jersey, the, the fall was a sign that winter was just soon to follow. And it was, you know, like, it's going to snow and this sucks. But now, <laughs> knowing that that's not going to happen, <laughs> I can kind of enjoy it a little oh, bit yeah. more. And and when I went out today to do some laundry or whatever, I, I noticed like, oh, it's nice and cool. As much as I love like scorching hot weather. Yeah. There, there. I gotta admit, there is something to be said for when it's just cool and breezy and beautiful out. Do so. you love scorching hot weather, though? I, I truly oh, okay. do. I, I really do. That's why I moved. That's you know a huge okay. reason of why we moved well, here. It's a different um, type of heat in Texas, though. It's a real dry heat. It's very humid here, which makes it so much worse. You know. Yeah, no, that's true. And even in New Jersey on those rare, very hot days that we had, they were just miserable because uh-huh. you were just swimming in your own sweat yeah. and it was disgusting. Yeah. So That's the way it is here 24-7 when it's hot. So I actually prefer the cold to the hot. I mean, I always feel like you can put on more clothes, but you can only take so many off without getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy here. Soccer going on with the kids now and... This this new podcast and just I'm getting twisted this way and that it's it's nuts it's a crazy time of year but I love the fall it's my favorite time of year. That's cool. A lot of people would uh, agree yeah. with you. I yeah. think based on my Facebook and Twitter feeds, yeah, yeah I think <laughs> fall is very popular. I think we change when we're kids. We love the summer because we get school vacation and then you can go swimming and do that type of thing. But when you're an adult, you're just like, man, just give me some good temperatures where I can go outside without dying. Like either way, right? Also, maybe you could say, because you have kids, maybe in the fall it's better because the kids go back to school. <laughs> yeah. I, I never thought of yeah. it that way. But. That's true, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, very true. I don't have to pay for uh, summer camps and that sort of thing, so it's kind of nice. Yeah. So, speaking of, of being outside in, in whatever weather it is, have you 
uh, played any Pokemon Go, or are we? Is it worthwhile to do a Pokemon update? Update. I have a little bit of a anecdotal story that's kind of funny from last weekend, but I'm I'm curious if you're still still going for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I think as I mentioned uh, on the last podcast, I still play. Um, and it's just a part of my routine. We we get two 15-minute breaks at work to walk, and we have a Fitbit, and we're actually in a, a competition now. If we get in uh, 70,000 steps in a week, uh, and we do it for three out of four weeks, we get one of those Yeti-like uh, uh, cups, you know, that keeps the ice cold all day, because oh, everybody man. needs one of those. I don't mean to cut you off, but I, my, um, where I work, the warehouse that I work, we, we moved in the middle of uh-huh. the summer, but we were in a smaller warehouse in Austin, uh-huh. and those Yeti Ramblers were made right next wow. door okay. to where to where I used to work. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's uh, <laughs> a little bit because they're they're based in Austin. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, everybody's so yeah. fascinated with Yeti stuff and. To me, it's just another one of those things they put a name on, you know, and there's like 20 other products that do the totally. same thing. Uh, but, uh, exactly. you know, I figure I could give it away as a Christmas <clears throat> present and, you know, I'm getting healthy. So, you know, I can't complain about that, you know. So that's pretty yeah, awesome. I've dropped several pounds. So I think I've dropped somewhere between 15 and 20 pounds uh, since I started working at this new job. So I'm pretty happy about that. That's been since March. So. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. And and you being at that new job and Pokemon Go come, coming out kind of not coincided exactly right. with each other, but as you were settling into your new job, then this, this thing came out and we, we've talked at length about it. So I don't want to spend too much time about it, but I was at a, uh, I was at a ball game last weekend and it was at the Dell diamond in round rock, Texas. Now, was this one of your Mexican I, baseball games? Yeah, that's exactly cool. what it was. Um, they had, um, I've spoken about going to the Dell diamond many times. This was actually the 10th, ball game I've been to this season but it was a uh you know it was two teams from Mexico and what I didn't realize um was that the entire like presentation of the game was exactly as if you were at a game in Mexico like the the, the teams had their mascots and the announcer was you know speaking Spanish and it was I, it was awesome. awesome. I honestly man. felt like I was, yeah, <laughs> felt like it was in a foreign country. Like they played the Mexican national anthem and the, uh, you know, United States national anthem before the song or before the game. And um, it was just really cool. But anyway, I, I was like, <laughs> to be quite honest, I was like super drunk. <laughs> no shock the game. there. <laughs> there was a <laughs> There was a lady sitting right next to me and I could see she was playing Pokemon Go and she had the the wire like hooked up to a battery oh, yeah. and I was like, oh my God, like people are still doing yeah. this. So I like, I turned and I ever so as, as like gently and subtly as I could tapped her on the shoulder and was like, are you still playing Pokemon Go? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing weird about that. Some drunk stranger tapping you on the shoulder, asking about Pokemon. Yeah, it's funny, man. My local um, video game store has little battery packs. They sell for $12, like a uh, battery pack with the cord to it so you can hook your phone up, uh, an accessory battery pack, and they put their logo on it, which I thought was a pretty cool idea. But I don't think they've sold many because, like you said, I mean, it seems to have, you know, by the time they got those and came up with that idea, it seems like the... Um, the players have sort of plummeted, you know, so. 
but I'm still playing. My, my son is super obsessed with it. He's been playing all day today. He plays all the time. And, uh, that's well, cool. It, cool for, yeah, people to say, oh, your son plays Pokemon Go. But if you live in this house, man, it's annoying. I mean, he's always showing me stuff and he has it all in 24 seven and you have to listen to that music and there's nothing around. <laughs> he's just like tapping, yeah. like switching through the creatures and just like tapping on each Pokemon just to hear it make a noise. And yeah, it's driving me up the wall right now. So. That's that's my update. <laughs> well, I got to say, after I saw that woman playing it and we talked about it a little, she was level 28 and I was like, oh, man, like I'm still level 15. Mm-hmm. Like and I think like two episodes ago, I was level 14. Yeah, I'm still like, 21. I haven't made any mm-hmm. progress. Yeah. So but I, it made me like just right then and there, I fired up the game and started, you know, looking around at stuff and. Uh, you know, a couple nights this week, my wife and I went for a walk and I fired it up. I, I do have an egg in, in an incubator from who knows when that I haven't <laughs> yeah, hatched yeah. yet. So why not? Yeah, so the, egg, the eggs are fun. It, nice yeah, little no, surprise. I, I feel like the whole thing is still like for you, you're saying because of your kids, you still mm-hmm. have it like going pretty strong in your family. But it, in my household, even though it's kind of died down to the point where it's almost like oh yeah i have this thing on my phone i forgot about like i can still yeah we're gonna go for a walk i might as well fire up pokemon go because i have an egg going you know what i mean well for me it's less about my kids and more about my exercise routine you know it's just i go on walks and i can just turn it on It, it goes along you know i've got my fitbit it's you know tracking my steps and then i've got this this game that's going on in the background and just gives me something to do when I'm walking and I, you know, hatch the eggs as I'm going to. So, you know, it uh, just kind of as a supplement. That's pretty much what it is for me now. So that's yeah, good. Yeah. So have you made any good, any good grabs lately? Any good pawn shop hauls or? Yeah. Well, I finally got in a Vectrix game, a homebrew game called Warrior. Um, did you see me post about this? I don't know if you've seen that or not. No, I, I didn't. I, I did not. Well, it's a game by Fury Unlimited. I did uh, several articles. Uh, I guess it's about probably four or more years ago on the guys who um, do the homebrew still for the Vectrex. And um, you can find those on RF Generation if you search through my blog. Um, but um, yeah, I, I pre ordered pre-ordered this game four years ago it actually says 2012 on the box i'm just now getting it <laughs> that's awesome after a lot of back and forth with the developer um yeah i i i, I gotta say i'm, I'm really disappointed I, I hate when like i pre-order something and then i see like other projects that the developer's doing and those things are going out and i'm still not getting my thing and the developer won't tell me why i'm not getting my thing oh okay Maybe not so yeah, awesome. Yeah, it, it wasn't okay, an awesome I experience. I don't think I'll order anything from Fury Unlimited anymore. Um, you know, I'm okay. I'm just gonna say that. But I finally got it after four years, and uh, it's cool. It's a cool game, and uh, you know, it was a limited run, so it's kind of nice to have something like that. You picked up something on a limited run, I understand. Yeah, so I've been getting into I. <laughs> it's it's funny because we were texting about this, and I said this is not something that I would think I would be into because it's limited run games. Limitedrungames dot com. Mm-hmm. Limited run games is the company, and what they do, like everybody knows about them at this point. Metal Jesus did a video on them. It's it's pretty much well known. But what they do is physical. 
printings uh, for usually the PlayStation Vita and PlayStation 4 of games that you would think were digital only or or up to this point have been digital only. Uh, for example, they just did Thomas Was Alone for the Vita and the PS4 mm-hmm. on a, a physical cart. They did Octodad in the past. Right. But their whole shtick is that they do you know X amount of copies and that's it. It's done. You have to buy it off their website or you're going to get it freaking scalped on eBay for 100 yep. bucks or yep. whatever. So the whole thing, like I kind of got swept away in the the whole speculation thing. And I actually picked up, um, my thing was like, I wanted to grab games that if I couldn't flip them, at least I want them in my collection to play them. I'm not just going to buy any BS game just to flip it because it's, I don't, not to say it's scummy. I don't, I don't care if you want to just buy games and flip them. That's your business, but I'm not into that. Right. So I, I grabbed uh, dragon fantasy, uh, they they uh, published the the second Dragon Fantasy game, which is kind of a uh, an indie developed throwback to Dragon Warrior and Final Fantasy, cool. um, you know, old school RPGs. So I grabbed that on both the Vita and the PS4, honestly hoping to just flip the PS4 version and recoup what I paid. Be, be, uh, for the Vita, the cool thing about limited run games is if you can get in there in time, the games are very reasonably priced. They're mostly twenty four ninety nine plus wow, shipping. Wow, it's great. Which is yeah, exactly for a brand new PS four Vita game. I mean, for Vita, you're kind of you're going a little bit cheaper, but for a PS four game, that's like less than half price of a yeah. you know a sixty dollar game. Absolutely. So, um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, and. You know, I, now I find myself like one or two Fridays a month. Like I need to be on my computer at 9 a.m. to get on <laughs> and, and make sure I can order whatever game it is. I just ordered um, uh, a game called One Way Heroics. Yeah. And this time I, I just kind of said, screw it. I didn't I didn't want to get the PS4. I just grabbed the cool. Vita version. Um, that's a little RPG where it's a lot like uh, Half Minute Hero, yeah. where it has kind of a gimmick where um, it's an RPG, but you can only move to the right. Hmm. Like it's a, almost <laughs> like a side scrolling RPG, like a forced uh, side scroll. So it, it looks kind of neat. So I figured I would grab it. Very cool, man. Yeah, I've been looking. Um, there's been a lot of Vita games coming in, like GameStops and places like that. And they're fairly reasonably priced, around $10, $15 for some good games. And I haven't started picking up any yet, uh, but I have kind of kept my eye out, um, you know, sort of looking for a Vita. I would like, you know, try to get one for, like, if I could get one for 50 bucks, I would do it. That might be a little bit longer before that's going to happen. I don't know, but um, it, it seems that like it's a system that's still kind of got life in it a little bit, you know, it's still got a little bit of a pulse. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, especially because you can download so much stuff on it, um, but um, yeah, I mean, and it just got it just got hacked. Yeah, like I, I don't want to, you know. I know some people aren't into that, but if you're into modding and hacking consoles, it was recently broken, yeah. basically. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I've been uh, you know I've been looking for some games like uh, Child of Light, and uh, what's the one you guys played last year, last November? Oh, Gravity, yeah, Gravity Rush. Rush. And so I've been thinking about picking up yeah. a few of those games that are specific to the Vita, um, you know, just to uh, 
have those once I get a system. So I've already grabbed some PS4 games, so I figure why not, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, totally. I, I would say your a fifty dollar goal is a little a little much. Yeah, oh, I know. A hundred bucks for a hundred bucks. If you were patient, you can probably yeah. get one. At this and and point. I think maybe on Craigslist, I could probably still maybe get one for like seventy five bucks or something like that. You know. Yeah, at least bundled with a couple yeah. games. Then you could flip the games, keep the console, yeah. and kind of go whatever direction you wanted Absolutely. with it. Absolutely. Um, I also picked up, I don't know if you saw this, I picked up the other day uh, Seventh Saga. I picked up a copy. It was um, fairly cheap. I think I got it for 15 bucks uh, for uh, uh, for uh, Super Nintendo. And uh, what what's really cool about this game is that it not only had the map with it and the instruction booklet, but it had someone's uh, um, fact sheet printed out. You know, so you could like follow along with that, and you could see like the their handwriting where they had crossed things out and like written in like correct information on it and everything. And I think that's just really cool when you find a game and um, you're able to get this like little piece of history with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love yeah. that stuff. I love when you when you find evidence that a game has been played, been experienced, been lived yeah. in. I I totally one thing I do is when I buy a game anywhere like GameStop or a, you know, thrift store or whatever, I put the receipt in the manual mm-hmm. and I've actually found other people's receipts in games over the years. Yeah. And I think that is so <laughs> yeah. cool like thinking of where this game came from you know you don't know who the original buyer was but maybe you know somebody bought it at a GameStop in minnesota in 2006 or whatever like i think that's so cool finding those yeah you can just be man i can't believe somebody paid 65 bucks for this piece of crap (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's one one point uh yeah but i love little things like that and i also picked up um shimigami tensei uh nocturne is that right am i pronouncing that right yeah, 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 Nocturne for the PS2. I did, I did. You're the big PS2 guessing, guy, yeah. so how'd that do? Yeah. I think I paid 15 for it. No, that's yeah, good. That average. was a game that, like a lot of those Shimigami uh, Tensei games, they were uh, really high rolling games, hard to find, uh, but Atlas reprinted so many yeah. of them, uh, like the uh, Devil Summoner mm-hmm. games. Uh, I even had a thread on RF Gen way back when that was like, what happened to the price of Devil Summoner? It like plummeted mm-hmm. and somebody was like, oh, they did a reprint yeah. of it. <laughs> you know, like yeah. grab it, you know. So. Yeah, I think you can still get like Persona 3 and 4. Like you can still order them new and sealed like off Amazon and stuff. They, they printed yeah. so many of yeah. them. So yeah, that's why the price of those hasn't skyrocketed. Although uh, Persona One and Two, well, we know what the prices are on those. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, they're higher than they even used to be. I was looking yeah. those up the other night and saw like, wow, yeah. okay, they're they're creeping up even since the last time I checked on them. So. Yeah, they're on my look for list, but nothing that I'm actively pursuing. Right. So yeah, yeah. cool, man. Well, that, that's it for me. Anything else? No, I haven't picked up or grabbed anything amazing other than those limited run things so i mean other than lego batman have you been playing anything no i haven't uh just been so busy with the kids back in school helping with homework and then soccer like every night i'm coaching so it's just been crazy but i do have a copy of uh clock tower for the uh, super family in the mail right now and i'm really excited about getting that to play start playing that in october um, yeah, so, uh, 
that's now I'm guessing there's a translation patch for that that you could play that on your Retron Absolutely. Five. Yep, we get the big yeah, that's packet. Really cool. You and I received a little gift yeah. from a friend, and uh, <laughs> exactly. yeah, so we're going to be able to do that, which will be nice. I've always been interested in the Clock Tower games. I have them on PlayStation and uh, PlayStation Two, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely interested in playing the uh, Super Family version, sort of the original. That's yeah. awesome. So the the two major things that I've been playing, because the game we're about to talk about, Lego Batman 2, I, I played this, I mean, we're in October 1st now, I played this like mid-August to just kind of prepare for, you know, my hosting duties of the September game. So I've had a lot of free time on my hands to play non-homework kind of games. So. <laughs> it does feel like homework so, sometimes, I have to admit. <laughs> a little bit. I don't I don't mean that no, in like no. a derogatory sense. It's but, fun homework. Um <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But no, speaking of which, I you know, I was playing a lot of Metal Gear Solid 5. I I wrote an article about that for uh for the blog for the yep. site and uh played a bunch of Wii light gun games mm-hmm. uh with a w- my wife's friend's kid who came over one day and I you know, he's a real cool kid wants to play video games, so we broke out the Wii uh and played a bunch of light gun games and I wrote an article about it. But the two other major things I've been playing, um, Psycho Pass Mandatory Happiness for the PlayStation Vita, wow. which was a game that I was so excited about. I had spoken about it when I was on the Collector Cast with Duke and Bill, um, where a question was asked, what games do you wish existed? And I said, the game I wish existed exists already, and it's Psycho Pass. It just hasn't been localized. Well, well, here we are now. This The game was localized and released on the Vita and PS4. And I pre-ordered the Vita version. I got it. And this is kind of a, a case of... Um, loving the original source material so much that I was just blinded to what the game would be. I didn't really do much research on it. I was just like, oh my God, there's a psychopath game. I want it. And I don't care what it is. But when I started playing it, I first of all, it's a visual novel. Mm-hmm. And when I found that, I was like, okay, okay, I can deal with that. It's a visual novel. Like I've, I've done those before. <laughs> I, can, I can do this. But it was just one of those visual novels where there's there's no animations no graphics whatsoever no choices whatsoever and it was really like putting me to sleep it's it's it was a bummer honestly i'm sorry to hear that so yeah so i just totally i i gave it up i stopped playing i'm like i just can't do this so on a on a better note i found a game that kind of took over the metal gear solid part of my life the metal gear solid five like the go-to game uh when i just plop down on the couch and fire up my ps3 and that is yakuza 5 okay which recently was released for uh for free for playstation plus and now rich this one is kind of funny because yakuza 5 was only released digitally (laughs) so naturally i have to set myself on fire when i'm done playing it and just kill myself but (laughs) seppuku exactly (laughs) but no this game i mean again on the collector cast i i just gushed about the yakuza series because it started on the playstation 2 and i would encourage anybody to go listen to that episode but yakuza 5 is really freaking cool 
And in these games, I just kind of, um, they're made for like the, the side quests and the things you can do, the mini games on the side and everything. And most of the time when I played like one through four, I would just kind of mainline through the stories and just kind of veer off course every once in a while to do the side stuff with this one. I'm like all side stuff. And it's like the game is like, hey, maybe I should go talk to this guy to investigate this gang. And it's like, no, I want to go shoot pool and play darts and go to a maid cafe and sing karaoke. Yeah. It's it's like I'm really getting immersed in the the side the side quests, which are just uh, Japanese culture to the max. And I, I absolutely love it. That's so. cool. We had someone do an article about the latest Grand Theft auto game and it was sort of the same thing like they weren't even playing the missions they were just getting immersed in the world and just running around and doing sort of what they wanted to you know what i mean yeah totally (laughs) and it's funny that you should mention that because i'm almost certain that my next uh article for the site is going to be you know a review or uh, impressions about yakuza 5 because it's just totally sucking me in it's it's amazing Cool, man i can't wait to read that should be great nice so our our my selection for september 2016 was lego batman 2 and the reason for that was i've been kind of wanting to play a lego game and from here on out anytime i say a lego game i mean a (laughs) modern traveler's tales (laughs) developed lego game because we did get a little uh, flack on the message board for just saying Lego game and not, in, you know, we're not, I'm not talking about Lego Island or Lego racers. Those games, I'm sure they're great, but my first experience with the Lego games was um, Lego Star Wars, which was really the big splash that Traveler's Tales made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just kicked off this chain of, you know, licensed properties with, you know, a Lego skin on them. Um, so Rich, before we even get into Lego Batman, have you played any of these, uh, modern Lego games? I've, I've dabbled in them. I haven't played a lot. I played uh Lego star Wars and then the first Lego Batman, uh, both of those on the Wii. Um, I also own the, uh, the Indiana Jones, I guess, trilogy, which was on the Wii as well. And, and I yeah. played them, you know, for about five or 10 minutes each. And, um, Ironically, like the first Lego Batman, I couldn't get past the first area. I, I don't know why. I, I just I just couldn't. I, you know, there's some jumps or something you were supposed to make. The platforming was just a little tedious in that. And so I was a little weary about going into this game and, you know, how I would like it because my experience with those games hasn't been very good. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I had the exact same experience with that game, Rich. My, my wife and I had played all the Lego Star Wars games and we played the Lego Indiana Mm -hmm. Jones games. And when Lego Batman one came out, we were so psyched about it and we went to go play it and we had basically the same experience and just said like, I don't like this. Well, I don't like this either. Let's play something else. So I never got very far in the first one at all. So Um, what made you pick this one then? (laughs) What made you pick number two? If you had such a bad experience with the first game. No, that's a good question. And actually, 
it was going back to the the point that I wanted to play a Lego bat or I'm sorry, play a Lego uh-huh. game, even if I had to say, um, let's go back and play Lego Star Wars because I know that's mm-hmm. good. But I wanted to kind of take a chance on the acclaim that Lego Batman Two had okay. received as a improvement on Lego Batman One and an improvement on all the Lego games because of the kind of steps it took as far as uh, you know the Traveler's Tales Lego games in general and the things it did. It, it was very critically acclaimed, and I thought, well, if Lego Batman One wasn't that great. But Lego Batman 2 is so critically acclaimed. Let's give it a shot. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's that's kind of one I, I wanted to give it a try. Okay, yeah, and you so. know, I was oddly excited about playing this game as well. And the thing is, you know, Lego is always, they're so smart about, like, what licenses to go for, you know? I mean, it's like Star Wars. Duh. You know, no doubt. Yeah. You know, uh, Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Yeah, do it. Harry Potter. I mean, they do every yep. big name thing, and they turn it into Lego. They're, they're brilliant. I would love to have stock in Lego, you know, like when I was growing up um, to, to where yeah. it is now. Because, like, growing up, I mean, I played with Legos. I don't know if you did, uh, but... Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. And, yeah. and then to know, like, the, they're still around and they've sort of reinvented themselves, you know, by doing movie tie-ins and things like that. And, you know, just expanding, like, the, the pieces, the, you know, the piece types that they have now. And the, you know, little figurines have become such a um, a big thing. Um, they're just brilliant, man. They, they have some brilliant marketers. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I wish I had stock in that company. But with, with like, Lego Batman 2, for me, um, Batman... As far as comic books go, I would say Batman has the best villains out of any comic book, and that's what makes Batman so great. Um, you, you know, he's a cool character. He's mysterious. He's dark. Um, he's flawed, um, unlike you know, like a character like Superman. Um, and so, like having those things, and then all these like, you know, just twisted uh, villains. Um, and just such a just a great variety. I mean, I would probably argue that maybe maybe Spider Man would be a second, but I don't. I still don't think it's even close as far as villains go. Yeah, no, I, I can't argue there. And I I got to throw in here too. One of the reasons I picked this game was um, like I'm a Batman fanatic, and nowadays yeah. when you say that, it's not a big deal because Batman is very popular. Right. But I remember when I was a kid. One of the first movies I saw in a theater was Batman 1989, the Tim oh, Burton yeah. movie, which is I still think is an amazing oh, so film. And uh, you know, my dad took me to see that movie, and and that was it. Like, I, oh yeah, <laughs> I was a, a Batman fanatic for the to this day yeah. uh, after seeing that film. And um, you know, I I think that you know what you're saying is right on the money. I, I'm not sure. A lot of people would say the like absolute um, breadth of all the Batman villains would be the all-time great. So that's kind of a uh, a unique perspective. I think most people would think the Joker mm-hmm. is maybe the most iconic sure. comic book sure. villain. Um, but yeah, no, that's a, that's an interesting. Uh, did you ever watch the the sixties Batman show? Oh yeah, with well? Adam West and Burt Ward. <laughs> oh yeah. So that's that's a thing. Like it's funny. Like you know, since Batman has been around since the the twenties or the thirties or whatever it was, um, 
there's been so many like genres of Batman, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now here we are. We're talking about a video game that's a Lego video game that has Batman and also has Superman that has yeah. Danny Elfman music from the 1980s in it. Yeah, you know yeah, it's I mean? great, man. I mean, that that's one of the things about it. I mean, it was such a craze. I mean, like like you said, you know, growing up, I watched all the, you know, the Adam West, Burt Ward Batmans. Um, and so I had that background, you know, and love those, you know, older shows. Uh, but then, you mm-hmm. know, you were talking about going to see Batman uh, 1989 in the theater. I don't think, I mean, people, younger people don't realize, like, what a craze that was. I mean, there weren't superhero movies, really, that came out. I mean, the Superman series, uh, we just got finished watching a movie with Margot Kidder called Black Christmas for the Horror Podcast. And I was looking up, you know, like, the Superman movies, and those started, like, in the late 70s and, you know, continued on into, like, the mid-80s. But in between that time... There weren't superhero movies. There was no, like, huge craze. Like, now, like, a new one comes out every week, right? Um, but back then, oh, yeah. the craze for Batman, I mean, even before it hit the screen, was insane. Do you, I mean, do you remember just people wearing the T-shirts? I mean, it was marketed so hard. It was such a craze. I mean, I remember people with Converse tennis shoes with the Batman logos all over them. Yeah, I, I, I do. And it's funny you say that because I recently got one of those Batman logo t-shirt <laughs> a, a black t-shirt with that yellow Batman logo and uh, somebody told me like hey I think I had one of those when I was a kid and I was like yeah I did too <laughs> like I had this exact same shirt when I was a kid <laughs> like when this movie came out it really was a, f- a huge freaking deal yeah. like it was one of the original uh, you know, after Jaws and uh, when summer blockbusters came a th- became a thing, this was one of the OG summer blockbusters was, was yeah. Batman 89. Yeah. So. And not only did you have the big Danny Elfman score, but hell, you had Prince doing the Bat Dance music, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> such a good and underrated Prince album, for yeah. sure. Like, that, such good great songs on yeah, that album re- maybe maybe i'm rose colored glasses because i love the mu- movie no. so much but like party man yeah. like oh <laughs> such a good song yeah there's actually a performance <laughs> he did it on snl he did uh i think he did party man and then he did the bat dance on snl uh when i was a kid nice. i remember standing up just awesome. to watch it so yeah yeah really cool man that's so cool so well anyway <laughs> So fast forwarding way into the future of uh, 2012. So in June 2012, this this game was released on so many platforms. I was actually kind of surprised. Um, it came out uh, for now. This is, I guess, alphabetical, the list sure. I made. But I, I associate it with PS3, Xbox 360. But it also came out on Android, iOS, Microsoft Windows, Nintendo 3DS. Nintendo DS, OS X. I don't even. What is I that? No idea. Uh, PlayStation, <laughs> PlayStation Three, <laughs> PlayStation Vita, the Wii, the Wii U, which that port came later on, and like I said, the 360. Yeah. Um, and just to, uh, real quick, our participants for this playthrough were Dougley 007, myself, uh, Single Banana, on the air with me right now. Fleech, Neo Magic Warrior, Raidu, who played the game on the Vita, and Zofar 53. Yeah. So, um, 
not a huge turnout. And actually, I got to, I'm not going to apologize, but I didn't even put up uh, checkpoints for this game. I just kind of let, let the community feel themselves out for the game. And I, I did say like there's 15 main story missions mm-hmm. and just co- go kind of do your thing. But I just want to say right now, I played through the game on the Xbox 360 and also the Nintendo DS. Yeah. So I'm hoping that I can kind of comment on the version differences here a yeah. little bit because they're they're kind of fascinating to and me. And I played on the P- PS3. So Nice, nice. So the handheld version, just so everybody knows... Traveler's Tales developed the console versions like the main quote-unquote version of the game that has the open world and everything. But then they also developed through a, a like smaller division. I think it was called like, oh man, I forget the name. Travel, It's like TT something, which is basically just a division of Traveler's Tales did the handheld versions of the game. So, for example, the, the Nintendo DS version that I played... Um, but yeah, the develop the development of this game, they wanted to take some steps forward from uh, previous games that they had made. If you have played the Star Wars games or the er- the earlier Indiana Jones games, they were just kind of uh, gibberish voice acting, almost like Simlish. Or uh, if you played the the Civ games, yeah. it was just kind of like blah, 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 blah. Charlie Brown's teacher. Exactly. But this game had full scripted voice acting, which was kind of cool. I don't know. Kind of like, cool. Very cool. Well, <laughs> when you think about the voices. Okay, cool. <laughs> so we're on the same yeah. page. I, I, I'm kind of curious, like, did, if people hated this or they liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Like, uh, I think it makes a little bit more sense. I, I understand what they were going for with the older games, but I actually appreciated the, the, full scripted voice mm-hmm. acting it made the story move a little bit more cohesively yeah so i don't even have to ask you it sounds like you're on board with well that. what i really liked about the voice acting and um <clears throat> you know growing up a batman fan you know seeing the movies and everything when i was in college i got really into watching batman the animated series and oh, and so yeah. a lot of the voice acting are the original voice actors from that series which is just really cool yeah. And so, I mean, that made it all the better for me. I mean, it just felt like they were bringing sort of the best of, like, the voice acting, the music, uh, and kind of putting it all into one game. And, and before I forget to mention, we, we talked about the Danny Elfman soundtrack, but after you beat the game, you play a Superman, and when you go up in the air, the John Williams original Superman score comes on. And I about crapped my pants when that happened. I was like, oh, that's so <laughs> awesome. I just wasn't expecting yeah. it, you know? It was so great. Yeah, that is really cool. And, uh, oh, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say we should do a sidecast on Mask of the Phantasm. <laughs> we should do a movie sidecast and just watch that movie and talk about it. Because that, that movie is almost as amazing as Batman 89. Yeah. That's what we should do. We should do like a Batman movie sidecast <laughs> that might have to happen all right well coming soon <laughs> anyway <laughs> so rich the story of this game i gotta admit i when i made these notes i put like two sentences and i looked at the notes again and and you had <laughs> filled them in quite yeah. a bit because man like the story's kind of cool but it's uh very bare bones it is. Yeah. and 
so basically, the, the setup of the story is pretty funny. Like, it's a man of the year competition <laughs> yeah. in Gotham City, and it's up between uh, Bruce Wayne and Lex Luthor, <laughs> and Bruce Wayne wins... But then the Joker crashes the party and his gang breaks everything up and they steal Lex Luthor's watch, which is kind of funny. (laughs) So then they but uh, Lex and the Joker end up teaming up and they want to create this kind of anti-matter gun Mm -hmm. that can melt a certain steel that like arkham asylum is made out of or anything that's black like lego bricks that are black. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm trying to explain it in real world. <laughs> don't don't try. It's Lego. Just it's, Lego. it's just black yeah, bricks. Because exactly. at one point they tear apart Batman's Batmobile with it. Because everything Batman uses is black. So you know it's sort of a yeah. anti-Batman gun, if you will. <laughs> yeah. No. That's that's. You're absolutely right. That's the right way to go about it. So they have this gun that's going <laughs> to melt all the black Lego bricks. Um, so yeah, they, they're basically trying to wreak havoc and they start by springing everybody out of Arkham Asylum mm-hmm. with this and then they end up trying to get Lex Luthor to win the uh, election of the mayor uh-huh. of Gotham yeah. and... and th- oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was saying, yeah, I was agreeing, yeah. Just following along. No, <laughs> and this kind of plays into the um, lore, like the the mythology of Lex Luthor running for president that was present in, in the comics, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's scenes where they actually use like a, a brainwashing, like almost like Joker gas yes. from the, the movie we were talking about that kind of brainwashes the people mm-hmm. to vote for Lex when... It's kind of funny in that scene. They're om- they're already at a rally for him, and then the, the gas comes out, and they're they become even more enamored with. I don't know. It was kind of weird and funny. Unless I'm I, I'm remembering it wrong. No, yeah, but, that's right. And there were probably only like um, twenty people at that rally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like a Hillary Clinton rally. Um, and then uh, eventually, uh, you, as Rich mentioned, you get uh, Superman in the team. So you start the, the game out with Batman and Robin, I should say. Um, and later on, uh, more Justice Justice League DC heroes join mm-hmm. join yeah. the fray. But the I, I would say the bulk of the game is Batman and yep. Robin, and later Superman. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the story. I mean. It, uh, and spoilers eventually you just take down the joker yeah. and then you take down lex Luthor, absolutely i mean that's what you come to expect in a batman you know m- movie or story so yeah i mean the good guys win in the end right so no surprise there but but I, i'm with you man it's a it's a very thin story there's not a lot of substance to the story um you know the the biggest part of the game is probably the gameplay um and so you know that's um Probably we're going to put most of your time and in, in any uh, accolades about it. The story's good. I mean, it's not bad, but um, you know, it's just it's just real thin. There's nothing like extremely exciting about it, and it's you know basically through um, um, through action sequences and like smaller like cutscenes, right? Yeah, totally. And I feel like the humor in those cutscenes was spot mm-hmm. on, and again, the voice acting was really good. But I feel like there were plot points that were just kind of abandoned like the the anti-matter gun that we were talking about like as soon as they introduce the 
that moving fortress that they had, and mm-hmm. then the uh, the huge uh, Joker robot <laughs> that they had, the antimatter gun was just forgotten. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was kind of just used as a plot device to uh, spring everybody out of go- uh, out of Arkham Asylum. Get away from Batman. That was <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it was kind of forgotten, yeah. Yeah. left by the wayside. Yeah, but but yeah. Um, I think we can go on to gameplay, as you were saying. Uh, yeah, I guess one thing I just want to add, and you mentioned it a little bit, was you're talking about sort of the humor. Um, I, you know, my kids yeah. have seen yeah. the Lego movie. They own the Lego movie. And, you know, it's cute, you know, for them. I, I don't really get into the Lego humor that much. Um, but with this game, I felt like, from what I know, you know, like the the, the sort of the, the rivalry between Batman and Superman is played out in this game as well. You know, Batman, you can obviously tell, doesn't like Superman. And Superman is just kind yeah. of, um, he's just kind of goofy, right? I mean, he's just kind of like the good boy, you know, and he, he just, he really doesn't catch on that like Batman doesn't like him that much. And so it, it's re- really played out very well. And of course, Robin's enamored with Superman and it's kind of funny and, you know, um, if you're, you know, interested in the storyline of Batman, I think it's something like you'll enjoy, even if like that sort of heavy handed Lego humor isn't something you really like. Um, and then the other thing I sort of wanted to mention is one one thing sometimes that annoys me about like Lego games. And it's like the, the new Lego game that's coming out for the new um, uh, or for the last Star Wars movie. It's sort of like I'm going to play through the movie but just with some Lego humor. You know what I mean? And so I I like the fact that this is like sort of an original story, I would say, I guess. I I don't know of this appearing in any comic book or anything like that. And I think like... No, I think you're right. Yeah, that's true. And what you said is like, you know, they sort of use, they, they borrow things, you know, like like from the Batman movie with like the Joker gas and stuff like that. They borrow little bits and pieces of things that you know, sort of are, are dear to me, like from my childhood, like the, the voice acting from uh, Batman, the animated series and the Denny Elfman music, the John Williams music. And, you know, that sort of culminates in like an original story of things that are pieced together from our childhoods. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally yeah. with you. I, I, I agree completely. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, move on into the gameplay. It is very similar mm-hmm. to every other Lego game out there. <laughs> um, it, it's basically, if you've never played a Lego game, there are third-person action adventures um, with kind of light environmental puzzles mm-hmm. and a strong multiplayer aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, all these games that I've played are designed for two-player, uh, you know, cooperation. Mm-hmm. And I even mentioned that on the on the podcast before because we are in an era where we've seen, you know, countless podcast threads and social media comments, or and I'm sorry, uh, forum threads. I meant to say, and social media comments about how couch co-op is, you know, dead and gone, mm-hmm. and everything is online play, and why can't I just you know, remember the good old days where it was, you know, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers player yeah. one and two, like whatever happened to that. Well, the modern Lego games, that's where you want to go if you want that stuff, because I can't think of a, a better, uh, you know, a, an, a franchise that is going today that you can do that with. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I, you know, I said here in the notes, multiplayer is encouraged and that's an understatement. You know, I, I played this game with my wife for a little while. She actually was, you know, we, we planned to have her on the show initially, yeah. but she really wasn't getting into the game. So I wasn't going to force her to play it with me. So, oh, you don't um, force your wife to do that. things like I do, like what horror <laughs> movies? <laughs> no, no. Interesting. No, and it's funny. I, I, I think I mentioned this previously, but as soon as we stopped playing this game, she started playing Lego Harry Potter because mm-hmm. we haven't played a Lego game in a while, but I think she got like the taste for yeah. it. And she didn't quite like Lego Batman 2, but she was like, oh, I'm going to go back and play Lego Harry Potter, uh, both of those games, which are two, two, there are two Lego (laughs) Harry Potter games, just like there are two Lego Batman games. And she's been like kind of on those since, since then. Um, But yeah, I I did try to kind of play with her at first, but if you play, um, if you play two player, there is a split screen aspect to it. And I don't know if you experienced this, Rich, or if you played the whole thing yourself, but like when you play two players, it's basically, uh, in this instance, it's Batman and Robin running around the screen. If you get too far apart from each other, it becomes split screen. Mm-hmm. But this, the, Division of the screen is not just like, uh, you know, golden eye where it's just like a, it cuts the screen in half. It's this uh, line that kind of waves and pivots hmm. on the screen and it's a little bit disorienting. And I feel that that was meant. I mean, on the one hand, I know they were just doing the best they could for two idiots running around the screen on an environment, you know what I mean? But on the other hand, I think the way they implemented it kind of encourages the two players to kind of get back together and get back on task and not just run around like idiots, you know, trying to smash things all the time. So I don't know if you have an opinion on that, if you saw it at all. I but. didn't. Um, I'll, I'll just mention, you know, it's one of those games that I played with my kids, you know, around. Um, mm-hmm. They're still not really old enough to, to co-op with me. My son, um, he's five. Um, and so, you know, his his skills uh, with something like a PS3 controller, you know, aren't great. Um, and they would just basically okay. rather watch. Now, my daughter, she's eight. Um, but she's, I don't know. She sort of has a fear of games. It's, it's a really strange thing. Um, she would just, I think she has a fear of like failure and messing up. And I'm just kind of like, well, you know, we can just kind of have fun, you know, but she won't touch. She's like, oh, daddy, I'd just rather watch you play, you know, which is, which is fine. I I mean, I'm fine with him watching me play. I wish she would join in, but, uh, yeah, I just did not, uh, get to experience that and my wife of course doesn't play and you know unlike horror hmm. films i can't make her play video games <laughs> <laughs> well i mean for my again i played through all the lego star uh-huh. wars games you know start to finish with my wife and she's obsessed with almost every other lego game except this one and uh yeah that's that's basically my take on the multiplayer is that it really encourages you to, to work together. Uh-huh. So now you can probably see having played it, you know, just single player mm-hmm. that, you know, you got Batman running around on the screen, Robin running around the screen. If you're playing single player, what you have to do is switch back and forth between right. them 
to do these environmental puzzles. And uh, with Batman and Robin being the main characters of this game, you'll get um, special suits. So there's the Batman bomb suit or whatever it's called where it shoots bombs out of Mm -hmm. his gloves. And Robin has the uh, acrobat suit. Mm -hmm. Where he can jump and swing and ball. also have this like hamster ball <laughs> thing that <laughs> can roll like these switches uh, and everything. Yeah. Um, so there's kind of a puzzly, a really, really light puzzle aspect to the game, which is, I got to say, even though it didn't click for my wife on this game, like I, I, I got to say, if you can get somebody to play this with you. Uh-huh where you're in harmony and you can just, the other person is doing what they're supposed to do. You're doing what you're supposed to do to just make things happen. This is really the way to go. And and that's kind of harping back to if you want a good couch co-op game, you got to go with these Lego games. Like they're really well designed to be for two players cooperatively. Yeah. I think kind of in what you're saying, um, playing it by myself, one of the things that was kind of tough was remembering what each suit, did you know each suit would have um usually have like two mechanics to it there'd be two different things that it could do uh like you said the acrobat suit you know you could um you could throw your pole and you could jump up on it and grab it and swing on it um and then there was a Mm -hmm. thing you could turn into a hamster like a little hamster ball that you could get on a switch and move it um and, and most of the suits were like that they had two purposes um what was tough for me is remembering what the purposes of each suit was and going back and forth. And I feel like if you played it cooperatively and you were just focused on one character, it would be a lot easier to say, Hey, you know, this is what I can do. Let me try this here or try this there. Instead, I'm trying to run through my head of what every suit can do. And I found myself getting stuck in a few places during this game and, and having to look at like a guide, uh, to be honest. I mean, I know the puzzles aren't like super hard. Usually you can just like break everything in the room and, at some point find everything but there's the one puzzle where um um you're going into lex luther's uh headquarters um over in metropolis Mm -hmm. and the way you get to the guy that's um there's like a little like the secretary turns into like an evil robot yeah evil receptionist (laughs) i was just gonna say that was one of the funnier bosses of the game it's great but the way to, the way to access her and to to get to that fight is you have to fly up with Superman and use the, his heat um, his heat vision to uh, actually hit the the big uh, logo that's that's red and mm-hmm. I couldn't tell that that was you know red uh, or like the orangey color that you know each thing's sort of color coordinated you know that you can either bomb blast uh, with Batman's bomb suit or you know use um, Superman's heat vision to destroy right. Yeah, totally. And I, I agree with you. I I didn't have to, um, revert to a guide Mm -hmm. or anything. I, I did find some frustration in, uh, trying to figure out, all right, what the hell am I supposed to do at this point? Like, what am I doing? I got Batman, Robin running around. And one of the tips I gave people on the board or you guys in text messaging was, just hold the X button or whatever button it is that does the batarang and move that reticle yeah, around. Yeah. It'll stick to things and you'll see switches that you didn't know were there. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you, you try that and then you're like, 
oh wait like silver means i can use heat vision or something so you gotta remember like what's silver what what you can see through what you can use a bomb on what you can use an acrobat you know the acrobat ball is a little bit easier to find but it's like it's almost like a a puzzle in a sense that you just have to remember what goes where, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, well, there was one point where <laughs> you have to use the acrobat suit. You have to throw your um, your stick into the wall, and then you have to flip across these vats. And to get to the first one, what you have to do is double jump. And and I forgot with the acrobat suit, you can actually double jump, which with every other suit mm-hmm. or just regular, you can only do like a single jump. So those are the types of things like I would like forget, and I feel like – if I was playing this co-op, if I was f- more focused on what a character could do, a single character, then it would be a little bit easier, you know, to figure those things out. And that was kind of the point that I was, uh, you know, making with that. But, you know, it's funny, um, you know, I would I use a walkthrough. I would, like, watch a video, and I would, like, cue it up to where that part is. And once they showed what you do next, I would cut it off. Like, I didn't keep watching it. You know what I mean? I just wanted to know how to yeah. get past that one little segment and then I would go yep. and keep doing it myself. I probably had to do that maybe three times during this game. And it's funny because I would get stuck and I would, you know, give it a really good try. I would be stuck for 10, 15 minutes, you know, in one little spot, which is a long time when your kids are watching you play. Because you feel like, I mean, you feel like, <laughs> you know, your, your dad, you got to be their hero, you know. And then and yeah. my son finally t- turns to me and says, Daddy, let's watch that video. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. uh, so yeah that did happen well that's funny you, you made me remember that i did watch a youtube video for the final boss okay. but i guess we'll we'll get yeah, to that yeah. but um one of the things we should talk about that you uh added to our agenda here is the the collectibles mm, the goals yeah. like are you getting the, the there's these citizens in peril there's the gold bricks <laughs> yeah. that are in all the games there are the those batman shaped things those that i i call them batteries yeah uh, you call them tanks yeah. i call them batteries i don't know what they're actually called but those are in the mm-hmm. game and they're mostly impossible to yeah. get <laughs> well i think you have to go back to a lot of the levels with um some of the other characters you know you can switch out once you beat the game if you hold down well at least on the playstation 3 if you hold down the triangle button you can switch yeah. amongst the characters that you have and so you you can unlock more things like there's a few places like as you're going through levels you'll see like a chest that only the riddler or the joker can open or you'll see a little place where only poison ivy can like do something with the flowers and so a lot of the stuff's hidden in those things and and okay. for me it's just not worth trying to go back and doing all of it i think if you get all 250 bricks like the only thing you get supergirl and to me that's not like really i mean of course my daughter would be really excited about that that's what my kids loved about this game the most is when i finished the game going around and collecting all the villains and stuff they love that they thought that was the right, best thing right. ever oh dad let's go get Clayface. my son just got obsessed with Clayface, or you know the riddler or and it was cool like talking about the different villains with my kids that was one of the coolest parts of this game and probably the part i enjoyed more than the actual story well that's that is pretty cool. I I actually couldn't bring myself to do any of yeah. that. And I was talking to my wife today because she, uh, again, playing those Harry Potter games, she 
literally she'll beat the game and she'll be playing it a week later and i'm like oh you're still playing lego harry potter one through four or whatever mm-hmm. yeah you know? and she's like yeah i i have to 100 percent this game and it's like you are a psychopath <laughs> like that is not appealing to me whatsoever yeah. like I'm the kind of person when I roll the credits of the game, I'm usually done with it, Uh, with the exception of things like Metal Gear Solid 5. I just want to go on to to the next thing. You know, we we all collect games. We have hundreds of games to play. And I just I don't want to dwell on a a previous game that I've beaten. So I look today, I I went and fired it up today. I only have the seven characters that you unlock, like just by playing the game naturally from start to finish. Well, like I said, one of my favorite things about Batman is I love the villains. And so going around and collecting the villains for me was a lot of fun, you know, Um, just to see what they look like, you know, in Lego form, just to try them out. And, you know, once you beat them, you get to play as them. Now, as you're going around fighting them, they're these like kind of mini boss fights, but they're really silly and really easy. Um, you can't die. You can't lose coins um, after mm-hmm. you've beaten the game. And so it's, it's kind of rather silly, you know, and if you play a Superman, you're invincible. So, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, it's a very easy thing to do and you can use the map. There's this little map tool that you can use and you can kind of ping on it and, they're kind of color coded and there's these little like icons as well that show you where everything's at. And you may not know like what characters buy a certain icon, but you can click on it and tag it and target it. And it'll shoot a beam of light up into the air that changes color from red to blue. And then you just fly over to it with Superman or Green Lantern or, you know, one of your many flying um, heroes. And you just, um, you can check it out and see what it is. And like, um, um, it's, it's kind of fun, kind of neat, you know, it's something fun we kind of did mm. at the end of the game. And I, I'm like you, I mean, I'm not like a completionist. I never felt like I had to complete this game. I'm not interested in putting hours upon hours into this game to uh, get the, all these little extras. But, you know, I, I'm, I like to play a game and I like to do a little bit of the collection stuff up to, you know, like a certain point, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. as much as I want Martian Manhunter. I'm I'm not going to like go around for <laughs> right. like 6 hours collecting bricks, you know. It's just right. it's completely and, silly. And we've talked about this a lot, especially when Steven on was on the show cuz he was the co- completionist guy. Yeah. But like I I'm thinking about like Bully when we played that. Yeah. This this game was very similar where I mean, I finished the game, rolled the credits and I have a completion percentage of 15%. <laughs> yeah, so I think about there's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know that much more game out there yeah. to play is kind of amazing yeah. you know? and i'm not knocking it i mean that's that's great that you know they were thinking of things like that and really giving people their money's worth who do like those sort of things you know i think that's a really positive thing it's it's not for me um but but i did like to have fun with it up to a certain point you know yeah totally yeah. totally um so yeah uh just a real quick to touch on the uh, you know the graphics and sound of this game and the general presentation overall. I mean, for the console versions, I I would say it was very well put mm-hmm. together. Um, I I did think I'm not entirely sure of this, and it may be just anecdotal. It may be just because I haven't played one of these games in quite a while, like the Star Wars or the previous ones I've played, 
that I felt this game was a little bit less Lego-y mm-hmm. than the other games. And there was just more like it, w- it could have been just a normal Batman game with Gotham City, like photorealistic, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, graphics. But then they, they did have these cool touches, like the gigantic statues were actually like Lego figures, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is cool. awesome. Yeah. Um, and all the vehicles, you know, they look Lego-ish, you know, and all the, you know, of course, all the characters, all the citizens and stuff running around. But I'm like you, like the streets, the buildings didn't have that yeah. sort of Lego appearance, right? It was very toned down. Uh, and, dude, you actually just read my mind about the vehicle segments because we didn't really talk about that with the gameplay. You want to touch on that real yeah, quick? absolutely. Because those were some of my favorite parts of the game, actually. Yeah, it reminded me a little of Uncharted, uh, you know, there's little breaks in the action. Yeah, exactly. And I think that those were really, I was kind of like when, when you were trudging through a hard, not hard, but like one of those sections we were talking about where it's like, what the hell am I supposed to do? And then you get to a vehicle section and you're like, oh, thank God, I could just lay on the trigger and and aim for the little helicopters or whatever. But um, yeah, we have a, a couple Batmobile segments, a couple Batwing segments mm-hmm. with whatever Robin uh, analog there is to that, like the Robin Copter or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, and you could switch that to, really, you could switch back and forth yeah, too. Yeah, one, exactly. One you had, and, you could use Superman as well. Yep, yep. And uh, I thought they were good. They were pretty good mm-hmm. as far as like on rails mm-hmm. uh, vehicle shooting segments. Yeah. They were as good as anything else. Yeah, it reminded you know? me of uh, one of the games you were talking about. And one I recommended to you is like LA Machine Gun. Yeah, mm-hmm. it reminded me a lot of that. <laughs> you know, just kind of on rails, you kind of swoop around to a different side of like, like, like say you're attacking like Lex Luthor's. Uh, big air fortress it would kind of you would take out a certain area and it would swoop you to like another side of it to take that part out and you know that sort of thing and yeah. stuff would sort of fly in and prevent you from uh you know doing your sort of main objective almost like not nearly as good as but kind of similar to a sin and punishment kind of oh, yeah. uh, situation yeah, yeah so yeah they they definitely got their uh shooter uh cred in with the vehicle segments of the (laughs) game here and i think as with all these games the earlier ones the later ones the lego the the way they use legos themselves they just look amazing and they always strike that nostalgia and you see those pieces and you know like those are real world things that they they were really creative in how they use them to look like things in a video game or things in whatever property they're using right. whether it's Batman or Star Wars or whatever so I always I always really enjoy that in these games. Yeah, I, I think it's funny too the way they work stuff in too. Like there'll be like a button like on a monitor someone has to push down and it just says Lego on it. It's like the little Lego prong, you know, that comes <laughs> right. off the top of the brick. It's just so great. It's just like, okay, yeah, I get it. You 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 realize that yeah, I'm still playing a Lego game, you know. They they want you to know that. You know, they want to advertise, but they also want you to let you know that, hey, you know, this isn't you know, you're not playing a reality game. It's still a Lego game. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, one of the things I want to comment on, like I said earlier, is the the version differences. Because I did play mm-hmm. through the DS version as well as the uh, Xbox 360 version. 
And the DS version is a is a pretty cool little animal. It 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 has like a cell shaded uh, graphical style. Oh, wow. Okay. Almost like a Borderlands kind of like a blend between realism and cell shaded. It's it's really cool. And the DS version of the game, um, as opposed to having fifteen story missions, it has ten. And there's no uh, open world. It's just wow. the 10 story missions in a row. You can go back and replay any of them. But the, the one of the things that I thought was cool was obviously when you're playing a Nintendo DS, they can't, they can't design the game for multiplayer because you're not going to be sitting on a couch playing your DS with another person. Right. So the puzzles and the environments are more designed to just kind of swap back and forth in that way with the Y button or whatever. And the um, abilities of Batman and Robin are kind of streamlined. Like there was one suit, like the, the sonar suit was the only one that you could glide with in the uh, console versions. Mm -hmm. But in the DS version, you can glide with, all of them, oh, okay. I think. Um, I'm pretty sure. If not, it was kind of lumped in with one of the other suits. So what I'm getting at is there's actually less suits. Uh-huh. And it's more, um, again, streamlined. And I mentioned on the forum that I I almost, almost prefer the DS version really? a little bit. Just because it just... It just plays quicker, and I never got stuck. And it's just like, boom, you're Batman, do this. Boom, you're Robin, do that. And you're just flying through these levels. Yeah. Yeah. And so all that, like, just that frustration that you and I were talking about with the with the console versions, the DS version, for me at least, there was none of that. I was just, like, banging through it, and it was kind of cool. Like, this was one of those games. I've said that I've said this a lot with, like... Um, when we played um, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, like I just played it on a handheld at my lunch breaks at work mm-hmm. and I just played through the entire game that way yeah. and I was really happy with it. So yeah. it, this is one of those rare, possibly rare occasions where I can say, hey, like if you can only play the handheld game, go for it. Like it's actually pretty good. I, I, I did read a lot of message boards, not ours, but other message boards that were like trashing the handheld versions of this game but i couldn't disagree more like i really liked it that's interesting man um do you know anything about the 3ds version is it open world like the uh, consoles i mean i imagine it would have a little bit more capacity and, and ability to do something like that no, so that that's a really good question, but I don't okay. know about the 3DS game, but I'm actually going to venture a guess because our our forum member Raidu was playing it on the Vita, as I mentioned, and he and I were kind of talking about it on the discussion forum, and he was saying, like, there's no open world elements, oh, this okay. is just kind of the same uh, handheld port as DS, just with obviously better graphics, mm-hmm. so... I'm gonna wager that the 3DS version is kind of lumped in with the, with those versions. Oh, interesting. So. It would knock out some collectibles too, you know. Yeah. Oh, and that's. I'm glad you said that because the other thing about the DS version that I liked a lot is that it's so much easier to get those unlockables, those little Batman batteries or tanks or yeah. whatever you want to call them. 
they're everywhere and you just run into them all the time. And I'm not saying it should be like super easy to find them like that. Like I get that they're uh, like challenging to find in the console version, but by the end of the DS version, I had unlocked like a dozen characters where at the end of 360 version, I didn't unlock any, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that was another thing that I really kind of liked about the, the handheld. So Very cool. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I would, wouldn't think about that. Usually when you look at games, you're, you're sort of like, well, you would think you're going to get the same experience as, as one to the next, because I honestly almost picked up, um, lego batman 2 for the 3ds because they had it um used for like 10 bucks and i was like well i i had a lot of trouble locating the ps3 version for whatever reason and i i could find it at stores but they never had like a complete copy and i i just always like to have a complete copy you know just for you know mm-hmm. I, I mean i don't know if i want to add it you know if i want to add it to my collection i want it complete and if i want to sell it later i feel like it has a better resale value if it's complete as well you know so i had to right. go all over the place just to find a ps3 and i have tons of game stops in the i live you know near two towns that have tons of game stops you know fairly large towns mm-hmm. uh so um yeah, it was just crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, I think with a game that has so many versions, uh, like my verdict is to, if if you want to play this game, just go for it. Play it, whatever you yeah. have. I, I mean, I got to guess that the iPhone version is just as good as the DS version, for example. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like... If I if I had to guess, I would probably say the DS version is probably like the lowest, uh, you know, technological mm-hmm. <laughs> version of this game. Yeah. So I played that and I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. So I would, you know, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I think there's something for everybody. I think if you like more of like an open world style and an open world feel, um, I would say, you know, play it on a console version. That's what I played it on. And it is it is open world, but it's it, it's a world that's, um, not very, it's not huge, you know, it's not gonna, uh, yeah. it's not gonna be like Fallout or something like that. I mean, it's very, it's a very condensed open world and, and that's kind of nice. I, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, when you get characters like Superman and Green Lantern that can fly around, you know, you can just traverse that world in no time and get to where you need to be. It's a lot of fun. So, um, I, I enjoy the open world. I, I'd like just sort of messing around, you know, sometimes, um, and uh, having fun, you know, let the kids run around for a little bit. My son, he, he actually grabbed the controller a few times and, uh, you know, jumped in some vehicles and ran over some citizens and some lampposts and, you know, <laughs> collected some coins and was having some fun with it. You know, he was just like, oh, I'm going to beat up yeah. this guy and I'm going to beat up that guy, you know, and just, you know, he was just having a, a ball with it, you know, so it was fun. Well, sweet. So the last part of the presentation, something we talked about already, was the music. Yeah. And we already noted that they made the extremely smart <laughs> and amazing yeah. choice to license uh, Danny Elfman and John Williams' music for this yeah. game, which is kind of amazing. And again, just gave me those nostalgic feels when I was playing this game. Uh, you, you can't go wrong with this, Rich. No. I mean... The only thing better they could have done was throw the Prince music in here. But <laughs> yeah, the bat dance at the end, the roll cards. credits, bat yeah, dance. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, no, but they, I mean, they knocked it out of the park with that. Like, you boot up the game and it's, you know, it's the Danny Elfman Batman score. Yeah. So, 
That's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, music to my ears, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, we already talked about just what you can do after the game. These games are all the Lego games, the Telltale games, are designed for uh, longevity and multiple playthroughs and. Uh, almost in a Metroid Castlevania, Metroidvania style, like you see things that you think, oh, I could do that if I had that character. And it's designed to go back to when you unlock that specific character kind of thing. Um, But yeah, like we both said, it's not something we're going to invest a ton of time in. But if you're a completionist, this game is either... A dream or a nightmare because like I said when I rolled the credits I was only at 15 15% so you got your work cut out for you as far as unlockables and collectibles and everything else yeah, so. yeah. you can put several hours into this game if you want to you can put put multiple mm-hmm. hours of time into this game if you want to it's the choice is entirely up to you which is which is nice yeah yeah so now now that you've played this game, Rich, would you consider playing any of the other uh, modern Lego games? I don't know. I don't know if there's anything out there at this moment that really interests me enough to play it. As I said, I don't really like, you know, rehashing like a same storyline from like a movie. And that's what most of the games yeah. are based on now. What I liked about this was it was an original story. Um, or at least felt like an original story. I'm not super familiar with the comic books and if, you know, if this is something that is somewhere in the comic books, so I don't want to misspeak, but you know, it, it wasn't a familiar story at least I should say. And so that that's what would probably keep me from playing other Lego games. And I, honestly, you know, like we talked about, I had some bad experiences in the past with some of those Lego games, but you know, I, it's not to say that I wouldn't try like another like superheroes game. I think there's another there's another one out there, and then there's also Lego Batman Three, which I know takes this storyline and rolls with it again, because there's something that happens at the end uh, of this that kind of makes you think, oh, there's something else going to go on. Something else is going to happen. You know. Right. Right. Well, I I kind of um, I'm kind of in the same like ambiguous um, feeling as you. I I, I don't I don't think I would mind playing the third one. What what really is the clincher for me, honestly, all these Lego games that are on my shelf are uh, by design from my wife because she's the one that loves these games, you know, and I just I'm just kind of a bystander or a tourist with these games. Yeah. other than the Lego Star Wars games that we played together, I just kind of lean on her for advice. We and I tried to play uh, Harry Potter with her when she was playing it with uh, playing it, and I just didn't like yeah. it. So I hope uh, you know we talked on the on the uh, uh, messaging about maybe doing Lego Jurassic yep. Park. Or like you mentioned, the new Lego Star Wars, which is supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. And even though we did see that movie, I, I 
I understand what you're saying with like I I replaying the movie doesn't really have that much appeal to me, but hey, it worked for the original Lego Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it would. Uh, so what I'm getting at is honestly, it, in all sincerity, I just want a game that both my wife and I will enjoy together because we've been like so mismatched on these Lego games lately. Yeah. I just want to go back to our glory <laughs> days when we were playing. <laughs> You Lego know, the Star first, Wars. first two Lego Star Wars games together, and it was amazing. Well, maybe they'll make a Lego like, Jaws I, for you guys. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> but I think you hit a good point because, I mean, with like, with like Star Wars, that's like a very nostalgic feel. And even though you know the story and you're very fond and, you know, you know every aspect of the story, it's still fun to play through because it's something from your childhood. You know what I mean? And and I think yeah. like with Lego Batman too, there's there's those little pieces from our childhood too that that are brought into this game that we like so much. But with you know with modern movies, we don't have that sort of connection, and I think that's what makes it kind of hard for us to get um, into those. But you know, someone who really loves Harry Potter, I mean, I could see them really getting into these Harry Potter games, and and it really loves those stories and grew up with those books. You know, as a kid, um, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing like a Lego Ghostbusters game. That would be cool. How about uh, Lego Goosebumps or something like that? That would be awesome too. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I I think there's some great ideas out there that they could still take advantage of and, you know, sort of hit on those sort of feels. And if they could do that, I would definitely play another Lego game. Cool. Well, that's awesome. Maybe uh, sometime in the future we'll have another one of these. But, yeah. <laughs> but for now, I think we're, we can definitely close the book on Lego Batman 2. And, and just some final words. Like I said before, I, I'm going to go with a strong recommendation on any platform. If you can grab this game and just run through it, especially with, uh, you know, a lover, uh, you know, your your kids, your, your wife, your husband, whatever, play this game, uh, side by side with somebody, your lover and uh, and your wife at the same time, (laughs) your lover and your mistress (laughs) and, (laughs) and your kids from all of the above. Uh, (laughs) man, this is sick. No, uh, I, I would say, again, I can't emphasize enough that if you're if you want couch co-op, here yeah, it is. Yeah. Everybody who's crying about about couch couch co-op, <laughs> this is where you will find it. Go for it. And furthermore, the handheld versions not couch co-op available, but they're still cool games. Yeah. So I'm I'm giving the all the, all of the above a strong recommendation. The, so how about the you, grand Rich? thumbs up? No, I agree. I think it's a fun game. Like I said before, and I think. Um, depending on if you're a completionist or if you're not a completionist, I think there's something for everyone. You know, you can sink as much time as you want to in it. And I think that's nice, you know. And uh, one of the things I like about this game is if you can beat the puzzles, um, you know, there's really no way to lose at this game. You can't really die. So you can just keep coming back. And I think it's something that younger people can enjoy too, you know. You just, you lose coins when you die, but that's about it, you know. 
Yeah, that's one thing we didn't really touch on is that these games are very family friendly. Mm -hmm. They're notoriously, quote unquote, easy, but that's not the point. They're not meant to be this like challenging thing. This isn't Dark Souls. Like (laughs) these games are just meant to be enjoyed. Just sit back, relax. Like, don't worry if you die. Just run around and have some fun. You know, Lego Dark Souls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Duke, can you hear us? This (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the next one <laughs> uh, well one thing i did want to touch on before we cut it off i, I want to talk about um have you seen the uh, advertisements for the new telltale game batman yeah i have and i've seen actually some reviews for uh episode one uh-huh. and you know Honestly, we've talked about it on the show, and I've given my opinion of Telltale, yeah. how their games are just a freaking wreck to play, and it's a it's a quick-time event game, yeah. and when you have uh, frame stutters and, and crashes and screen tear and all this other these performance issues in a game that's based on Twitch timing and, and, and quick-time events, like... You're killing me. Like, just make your games right, and I would, yeah. I would throw my money at you. I, I think, like, and we've touched on this before, but I think if you play it on like console after everything's out, after all the bugs are out, and after they put it on a physical edition, I've never had a problem right. with anything on PS3. I'll be honest with you. I've played several of their games. I've never had a problem. But yeah, I mean, duly noted. I know you have. So, um, um, yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, so uh, I think but just re- research that, it and like, find out which ones are going to be, you know, good additions to play, I would say, because sure. they're great games. And and having said that, like I did play um, Walking Dead Season 1, I did play Wolf Among yeah. Us, and the appeal of a Batman, uh, you know, Telltale game is, is real for me. Sure. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like I, I was excited when I heard about it and I had this kind of mixed... Um, I don't know, not shot in Freud when I was looking at some of the reviews that were like, yeah, it's the, the performance issues are still there. And I was, and part of me was like, oh, you suck. And part of me was like, God damn it. Like, can't they just get it right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but, uh, yeah, you're right. Maybe someday down the road when it's, uh, when all the, the episodes are complete and it's, you know, Telltale Batman season one on a PS4 disc or whatever, like, yeah. Maybe I'll grab yeah. it. So yeah, be worth buying in the cheap bin, you know. So for sure, yeah, I for think sure. I saw some Wolf Among Us at uh, Target recently for like eight or ten bucks uh, on uh, Xbox One. So uh, uh, new. So I'd, I'd say pick those up if you can. Yeah, and that was again out of the two I played. I I maybe like that one even more than Walking Dead. Walk, Walking Dead season one was like. Man, that blew me away. Performance issues and all. I I was <laughs> I was playing that with my wife and we were like screaming at each other over <laughs> things that were going on in that game. It was a really kind of an amazing experience. Yeah. The 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 things they did, like the like they went there moments in that game were kind of amazing. Yeah. So. My wife and I play those games together as well. And I'll tell you the secret to playing with your spouse, let them make every decision. <laughs> that way there's no arguments just let them make the decision whatever happens is gonna happen to them my wife's too nice sometimes though and sometimes she'll say did you make that decision i'll say yeah but i actually pushed another button she doesn't know (laughs) Uh, 
I gotta say that's that's one of my just in general like that's not just telltale but any kind of rpgs and this plays into a lot of like bioware games like mass effect or uh, dragon age that we've talked about in the past that those games where you have a really good like you have an actual choice to make in the game that can affect the game Mm -hmm. that you can have a different experience entirely from uh, somebody else who plays the game those are the things I find amazing yeah. uh, in modern in modern gaming. So yeah, yeah. I mean, to to bring it back around the Batman, like I hope those kind of things are in in the Batman game from from Telltale. Yeah. We'll see. Only I I believe only episode one is out yeah. at the time of this recording. So we'll see how it goes. And once we get that uh, complete collection of season one, yeah, maybe we'll be. We'll be talking about it. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I just want to mention really quick that, um, you know, Floyd's not on the show tonight. Uh, he was really under the weather today, so we hope you get better, buddy. Sorry about that. Uh, he was going to join us. He did play it and uh, would like to hear his experience on the forum some more and uh, how he actually did with the game. Um, but I did want to mention that he is going to be hosting in October, and we will be playing Shadow of Destiny in October for PlayStation 2. Is this a game you um, played before, Sean? You know a lot about this game? Yes, sir. This this is a really important game to me because this is one of the first games that when I really started collecting hard for the PlayStation 2, I was digging deep. And this is actually around the same time that I discovered RF Generation mm-hmm. because I was going to uh, a site called racketboy.com yep. that every that most of us know about but they have these articles written about the hidden gems of each of the older systems mm-hmm. and that PlayStation 2 hidden gems article at the time was like the bible to me yeah. <laughs> and um that's how I discovered Shadow of Destiny and I absolutely love that game. And when Floyd suggested it, I was like, yeah, like, let's do that. That game is freaking rad. So it is basically a a 3D adventure game where you play as the main character who it's almost like a quantum leap thing where you go through time. But the whole shtick of it is you are trying to prevent your murder, your own murder in these different scenarios every day. And it's almost like Groundhog Day meets Quantum Leap. Oh, man. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, man. And you got me perked now, we, man. Is Scott Bakula <laughs> in this game? <laughs> no. no, but it does have this. And, and, you know, we picked it for October and we like to do, you know, uh, spooky, uh, scary. It's not necessarily scary, but just it does have this real gothic theme. Yeah. And it was published by Konami around the, the time of the the Silent Hill game, you know, the later Silent Hill games, the the good ones, in my opinion. Um, and it's it's really something to behold. And I mentioned on the forum, I'm really glad that we're doing kind of a an off-the-beaten-path game once again because um, I feel like we have been doing a lot of mainstream stuff lately, yeah. and I'm really glad Floyd picked something that a lot of people maybe haven't heard of and maybe are, are going to go and pick up on their... Uh, 
PlayStation 2 or even the PSP, which is what I'm going to be playing it on this time because I already played it on the PS2. Yeah, so. I think it's 10 or 15 bucks. It's a really uh, affordable game. And so we hope that a lot of people will join us. I know we have several people that are very excited about this pick. Um, this is the first year we haven't done a Castlevania game. Uh, so I think we've been doing this. Uh, <laughs> this is our fourth October, if you can believe that. It's, that's hard to believe, man. We've been doing it for this long. Um, yeah. But... Um, yeah, the first time we have not had a Castlevania game. And that kind of boils down to, well, we're kind of running out of Castlevania games that people really want to try out and play. And then secondly, you know, we used to do the retro and the modern playthrough. So now we're down to a single playthrough. So it's just we have to decide on something. And there's there's so much out there. We always like to play something sort of um, Halloween or, you know, not necessarily horror, but, you know, sort of, uh, you know, thriller or you know, j- just something Halloween related, I guess. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think this fits the bill. I'm excited. It totally does. And just to touch on the Castlevania thing, like there are uh, a few games, <laughs> there are games out there still, yeah, 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 but yeah. I think like if I ever get in October, I, I can see why flow, like we don't have to do Castlevania yeah. every time. I, I almost feel like if it was my month, I, I don't know if I yeah. would either. So this is this uh, Shadow of Destiny again for the PS2 and PSP. I, I think this is right on the money. It's a really good pick. So Yeah, awesome. Really excited about that. Cool. Nice. So re- really, before we sign off, Rich, did you know that this episode of our podcast is the 30th episode that we're really? doing? Really? Wow. Yeah. No, <laughs> so I, I was recording that. the intros and everything, and I I realized that. So I just want to say uh, thanks to everybody who's listened and played and everything yeah. else. Like, I can't believe it's gone this far. I still remember, like... When we were when we first started, when I was recording through my Guitar Hero mic, like <laughs> it was it was really crazy and bad, and to a certain extent, we didn't know what we're doing. Yeah. But I hope that you know nowadays you listen and you you get a quality experience. And I really want to thank everybody who's who's brought us this far. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, if you, if you don't believe us, go back and listen to episode zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that was a fun experience but uh you know we're just kind of testing the waters and uh you know i i remember that recording and uh you know presenting it to rf generation and to see if they would you know allow us to continue to do it and uh you know just getting the go-ahead and how excited we were and uh you know for me every month yeah. just as exciting to the as the next I, I love talking about these games i love playing these games having an excuse to play through my collection and uh and enjoy talking to you guys as well so it's been a lot of fun Right on. Well, again, thanks everybody uh, who's listening, and uh, please just log on to rfgeneration.com and check us out for uh, all of our playthroughs here. So, good show, Rich. Thanks right. a lot, Thank man. Thank you. I think that's going to do it for our 30th episode. 
Thank you again for listening and an extra special thanks to everyone who participated in the playthrough and joined us on the forum at rfgeneration.com. In October, Floyd will be hosting a true hidden gem for the PlayStation 2 and PlayStation Portable. Prevent your own murder again and again in the gothic adventure Shadow of Destiny. It is your destiny to log on to ARF Generation and join the discussion. Thank you as always for listening and we'll see you next time on the ARF Generation Playcast.